What is up, all ye sinners? Welcome back to the Bible Belt Atheist Podcast, coming to you live from the capital city of the Bible Belt itself and the home of the evil empire, lovely Lynchburg, Virginia. I hope you're ready for some trouble because I am your troublemaker. So put your God goggles on, grab a Bible, get ready to laugh, get ready to cry, and just enjoy the ride. All right, kids, you know what day it is. Happy Zombie Jesus Day. Hey, I did an entire podcast on Zombie Jesus Day last year. So uh, if you want to hear that rant, please go back in your episodes and find it. I thought it was pretty entertaining. I enjoyed doing it, but I don't really want to put you through it again. So you're welcome. Hey, it is a holiday. It's called Easter, a very religious holiday. And I've been watching the news, and apparently there's a lot of violence taking place um, in the capital city of all religions there, good old Jerusalem. And apparently there's three different factions, three different religions that are at war with each other right now, and they're throwing rocks and all kind of cool shit. So, um, so much for your religion being a peaceful situation, so much for your beliefs that... Um, Religion and spirituality brings peace to everyone. Huh, bullshit. Religion has caused more wars than anything else in history. Read your history books. All right, enough about Zombie Jesus Day. Uh, today's topic, what I would like to talk about, is something that up until the last few years I had really no um, experience in. And what I'd like to talk to you about is doctors and the medical world as a whole, uh, it's been under a microscope the last few years because of the pandemic. Um, I've been very fortunate. I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast. I've been very lucky in my life or fortunate that I've had very few health problems. And um, not because I live an overly healthy lifestyle. As a matter of fact, I've been the complete opposite up until a few years ago. Um, I've put a lot of chemicals, a lot of substances, and a lot of liquids in my body that are not particularly good for the human body, but I did it um, in the attempt of trying to have a good time. So um, up until recently, I've really never suffered any kind of ill effects from all that. My body does not like alcohol anymore, I can tell you that, and I'm doing without it quite well, actually, right now. Um 2016, I had my appendix taken out in an emergency surgery, which I'm sure a lot of you have had happen before. Uh, but other than that, I've really had no health issues to speak of. Now, I did spend a few days in the hospital in 2020, late August and going into September. I had my bout with COVID. Like I said, I spent a few days in the hospital. And it was really the only time I've ever had to do that in my life. So it was an eye-opening experience. Uh, the first thing that I noticed about being in the hospital was, um, and this was after my surgery, because I did spend about, I don't know, 12 hours after my surgery in 2016 in the hospital. Um, the nurses would come around every few hours and they would ask me if I needed anything for pain. Now, that sounds like a good, helpful thing to do. But the fact was they asked me if I needed anything for pain. They never actually asked me if I was 
in pain. You see where I'm going with that? They never asked me once on a scale of one to 10, what was my pain level? They never even asked me just the general question. Are you in any pain? Are you in any discomfort? No, the only thing they ever asked me was, do you need anything for pain? And each time I said no, because I'm terribly horrified of pharmaceuticals. Um, I put a lot of substances in my body, but I have a horrible fear of uh, pharmaceuticals. And for, well, for just a few good reasons, but um, I'll go into that another day. But I was kind of shocked at the treatment. They were good to me. They were very nice to me. They were always wanting to fluff my pillow and asking me if I needed anything. But asking me if I need anything for pain without asking me if I'm actually in pain didn't make a lot of sense to me. So it, it's made me think about the whole ideal and the whole structure of our our medical system out there as a whole. Now, I've never been to a hospital outside of the Bible Belt. I do know that both of my local hospitals have a chapel. They have a place where people can go and pray or get a little peace and quiet maybe and just sit in there, uh, just them and their thoughts maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's a little quiet getaway for some people. But every hospital that I've been familiar with is in my life in the Bible Belt has had a chapel in it. And every hospital during visiting hours has a um, pastoral person, a, a chaplain of sorts, like they like to refer to them, at the hospital at all times. Now, I remember when I was a little kid, they just made the rounds, right? They just popped into your room, offered to talk to you. Some people turned them away. Some people brought them in. And they, of course, would always ask if they could pray for them while they were there. And, and some people took, took them up on that. Some people didn't. I think here recently, though, from what I've seen, I remember being asked if I wanted to see a chaplain. They didn't just pop in. And, of course, I turned it down. I said, thank you, but I'm okay. Um, and that's, I, I don't know if that's unique to the Bible Belt or not, but it just seems, to me, it seems a little out of place. I mean, I am an atheist, so a chaplain walking into my room just seems a little weird. And it made me think about other things. Um, I know a lot of doctors have big egos. Some people call it the God complex, where they feel like, you know, they can they can somehow determine and, and create a difference between life and death. And I get that. A lot of people... A lot of religious people don't like doctors because they think that it's a a human on earth, a simple man trying to do God's work and trying to take the place of their God in, in some form or fashion. You know, I would be deeply disturbed, deeply disturbed if I was at a doctor's office or if I was at a hospital and I had an ailment of some kind and, and they did test on me and so on and so forth. And then if the doctor came to me and said, we don't know what's wrong. We've decided we're going to pray for you. Now, to me, that sounds utterly ridiculous. And hopefully it sounds ridiculous to you as well. If you go to a hospital and your doctor says, I'm going to pray for you as a source of treatment, as a treatment plan, um, I would go somewhere else. I, I really would. Now, a lot of religions... Um, 
tell their followers not to get medical help, not to go to doctors, not to go to hospitals. Some of them uh, go as far as to, you know, don't vaccinate your children and so on and so forth. Um, I get it, but I don't understand it. I know why they do it, but it still makes no sense to me. Knowing why someone does something doesn't mean it has to make sense. Um, I've questioned it my whole life. You know, my mother always took me to the doctor to get all the shots and immunizations that I needed, not only for me to go to school, but she didn't want me to have polio or smallpox or any of the other dreaded illnesses that science has created vaccines for. And so when I hear stories, and I've heard stories, you see it on the news, you see it on TV from time to time. I'm sure you could YouTube millions of these things where people, their child needs a blood transfusion or their child needs uh, treatment for an illness and they refuse it in the name of their religion. No, we're just going to pray for them. God, God knows what's best. God is going to take care of them. And again, I go back to my belief that there's really only one life that we get. There's, I don't believe in heaven or hell. I don't believe that if you lose a loved one, you're going to see them again one day somewhere in some place in the sky. So these people that refuse treatment for their children and they claim that God is going to take care of the situation, they have the thought in the back of their mind that if their child dies, then they'll just get to see them somewhere down the road. Um, yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe that uh, not getting treatment for your child not getting science-based, science-backed, science-proven treatment for an ailment or an illness because of your belief in the little imaginary wizard in the sky. I don't think that's rational thinking. I'll go as far as to say I think it's just batshit crazy. So when I see these stories and I hear these stories about people refusing treatment for any reason, any religious reason, it's just, you're killing your children. You're killing your loved ones. You're letting them die when they could possibly be treated and go on to live a happy, normal, healthy life. We, I've seen a lot of stories about kids needing transplants and the parents refusing it. It's just, it's just crazy to me. It's just absolutely bonkers. But, um, you know, and then those same parents will turn around and they'll be pro-life and they'll be anti-abortion. Um, they don't believe that a pregnancy should be terminated, but then once the child is out, they don't believe that medical professionals should be given the opportunities to save them from a life-threatening illness or a life-threatening whatever. It makes no sense to me. So basically these people, they're pro-life until the child's actually born. Think about that. But yeah, our medical facilities, our medical systems are set up and designed to be based on science. They're not based on religious folklore or the scriptures or what John the Baptist said 2,000 years ago. No, they're based on 
years and years and generations and decades of trial and error of laboratory experiments, some on animals, some on people. Anyway, they got to this point to where they're at today because they went through the circus of trying to figure out how the fuck can we fix this? They didn't pray about it. At least I hope they didn't. Um, you know, they didn't wake up on Easter morning at daybreak and say, oh, I think I figured out the cure for cancer. I think I figured out the cure for smallpox. I'm going to go to church and tell everybody. No, that's not how it works. Um, anyone who takes religious beliefs over proven science, especially medical science, is a person that just, to me, doesn't function with common sense or logical thinking. So um, I'll go back to my time that I spent in the hospital. I never once had a nurse or a doctor come in and say, hey, can I pray for you? Can I do that for you? No, they would come in and ask me if I needed drugs, or they would come in and say, are you comfortable? They would take my temperature. They would take my blood pressure. That's what we do. That's why the human species still exists. If the human species only existed based on scripture and religious doctrine, we would have all been dead years ago. There would be no more human race. The human race would have died out with things like malaria and smallpox and um, a lot of other illnesses that have struck the world. You know, had everyone just purely relied on religion, we may not have survived the Spanish flu of 1918. We don't, we don't know because, because, well, it was science that came to the rescue. I'm here speaking to you now through this microphone on this podcast in your ears because of science because we're all still here to talk about it and you're all still here to hear me because of medical advancements that have been made over hundreds of years hundreds of years maybe thousands of years now if you go back and you look at the old um Asian doctors and, and, and you look at stuff that we still use now. I'm taking Kratom now. Kratom has drastically reduced my anxieties. I have zero interest in alcohol. It's basically, it's a leaf that's similar to coffee and tea. And Asians have been using it for thousands of years to deal with all kinds of issues. I didn't pray about it. I didn't say, please, Lord, let me help stop drinking. Please, Lord, please, please use your wisdom and your kindness to lower my anxieties. No, that's not how it worked. It's science. It's proven. Science can be proven. Your God can't be. Now, I grew up just taking for granted that science and people's need for medical care and improvement in medical care was just something that was just magically being taken care of. Like it was always everyone's top priority 
to make sure that we became smarter, that we became more technically advanced, that basically that our healthcare system and our medical system was going to constantly improve every day of my life. That when I needed it, it was going to be there. And it was going to be operated by people a lot fucking smarter than me. And up until the last couple of years, I've really felt like that was true. And again, I just took it for granted. I didn't take a poll or, or do a survey or anything. I just kind of figured that, you know, everybody that goes into the medical field do it because it's a, a calling of sorts, much like pastors get the calling to be pastors. I felt like people in the medical field, doctors and nurses and scientists and lab rats and everything else did it because they felt like it was the right thing to do. I want to do, I want to do good for, for the species. I want to, I want to do good and positive things while I'm here on this earth. And up until a couple of years ago, I felt like that was probably true. Well, the one thing that the pandemic has done is it's politicized everything, right? I, I don't remember a time when politics and healthcare um, crossed paths so often in such detrimental ways. You know, um, the whole mask thing, I've gone back and forth on it. I was adamant that everyone should wear a mask when they were telling us that all of us should wear a mask because I believe that there were people smarter than me that had spent their entire lives in the healthcare industry that were saying everyone should wear a mask. So I took it. I said, okay, everyone should wear a mask. And then I realized that, you know what? I wore a mask the whole time and I got COVID. So maybe the mask isn't the answer. Maybe it's not the greatest thing ever created. I'm not saying it was bad. I mean, you can't really tell how many lives may have been saved over the last two and a half years because of wearing a mask. There's really no way to do that. But the scary thing for me and the thing that's come out because of the pandemic that scares me the most as far as healthcare is now you have all of these, I'm going to say younger couples, and I'm sure there's older couples out there too, that have small children that have gotten tangled up in the web of politics and bullshit. And especially those young couples that believe everything that Donald Trump said and uh, took it as the gospel, so to speak, that are now going to decide not to have their children immunized and vaccinated against all of the stuff that I took for granted um, because I did get vaccinated. My mother did get my immunizations done and the way it was supposed to be handled. Now there's going to be an entire generation of kids out there, maybe multiple generations now that aren't going to be immunized. They're not going to get vaccines. They're not going to trust science. They're not going to trust the healthcare system. Now I understand the healthcare system is as flawed as anything else. You know why it's flawed? It's flawed because it's owned and operated by humans. And humans are inherently flawed. I get that. There's no perfect system anywhere for anything. But I still feel like I should have the trust in science. I should have the trust in healthcare. And I'm a little worried that there's a lot of other people out there that don't trust anything except Donald Trump and God. And I'm a little worried about future generations that are going to have to grow up behind this. 
They're going to grow up in a world where it's, uh, you have to pick a side. You have to pick a team. Republicans won't be vaccinated. You know, Democrats will. It's just fucking silly. Politics and medicine should never commingle. They should never touch each other. You know, uh, healthcare should just be left to healthcare professionals and scientists and people a lot smarter than politicians. Because I look at the current um, roster of politicians that we have out there, and I'm going to say that the vast majority of them are idiots. And the ones that aren't idiots definitely have an agenda, an agenda that serves them by putting money in their pocket. Now, if you really want to talk about the scary part of healthcare and the scary part of our medical system um, is lobbyist and people in Washington that don't even know what the fuck they're talking about, but they're getting paid to influence people. They're getting paid to influence politicians, to make decisions that aren't based in science, that there's no research involved. They're just putting money in their pocket. They're voting. They're not voting their conscience. They're not voting their beliefs. They're voting their wallet. They're voting their pocketbook. And so now... Healthcare and politics are intertwined. Uh, I blame a lot of that on Donald Trump. I blame a lot of that on a lot of old grumpy politicians. You know, the GOP, uh, the GOP to me stands for grumpy old people. And those people have jumped on this bandwagon of conspiracy theories and illogical thinking. And now they've decided that they know better than scientists, that they know better than doctors. Well, the problem is what we're seeing in uh, social media and what we're seeing in mainstream news is that real doctors, legitimate, hardworking doctors that only want to do good things aren't being heard. We're hearing people like, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying him, but you got the Dr. Oz's of the world, right? They go on TV. They look cool. They sound cool. And um, they talk about stuff that's not really science-based. They talk about stuff that gets viewers, that gets ratings, that gets money in their pocket. And that's what it all comes down to. What have I always told you, kids? Follow the money trail. Look at who's got the money and look at who's getting the money. Right? Um, For years... I always took for granted, I always assumed that whoever created these products that makes us healthier, makes us happier and safer, that those people were doing it because they just wanted to do good. Nobody just wants to do good anymore. Everybody's looking for a payday, right? I said it right when the pandemic started. I never believed that we would truly find, quote unquote, a cure for COVID, right? You know why? Because there's no money in a cure. There's only money in treatment. The pharmaceutical companies in our world, they either want us to be sick or they they just want us to be sick. That's it. That's their only option. Um, Because a healthy person or a dead person does not benefit them at all. Pfizer 
and all the other pharmaceutical companies out there have no interest in healthy people or dead people. They only care about sick people. And now the pharmaceutical companies are buying up all of the food producers. So now when you go buy your Hot Pockets or you go buy all of your processed food in the frozen food section, a lot of those companies are now owned by pharmaceutical companies. Trace it. Look, follow the money trail. Go out there and research it. Look at it. So if they can get you hooked on your frozen pizzas and your processed foods that's just going to make you sick, then they can turn around and sell you more drugs. So they sell you the food, then they sell you the treatment. And when you die, they move on to somebody else. And that's been the enlightening part of the last two and a half years. Now, in all of my on all of my ramble on this episode, of everything that I've discussed in the last 30 minutes or so, have I talked about prayer? The pharmaceutical companies, they're actually doing something that I agree with. They're keeping religion completely out of their business model. So maybe I'm more of a supporter than I am being offended by what's going on with these companies. I don't agree with it. I don't think they're doing the right thing. So please don't take me the wrong way. But um, we have to find a happy balance. We have to find people that we can trust, people that we can believe in. I still believe that there's way more good doctors than there are bad doctors. I still believe there's way more good scientists than there are bad scientists. But at the end of the day, I don't want these people praying for me. I want them to do serious research and development. I want them to do serious work that involves science. That's what I want. Prayers are completely unnecessary when it comes to medical care and the healthcare system. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an atheist. I'm saying it because I don't want to spend the rest of my life counting on a wing and a prayer. If I get sick and go to the doctor, I don't need to be prayed for. I need proper medical care. And I used to think everyone felt the same way. But since the, since the pandemic and since the Trump supporters, the MAGA nation have lost their fucking minds when it comes to vaccines and medical science. They've literally lost their fucking minds. They've thrown common sense and logic out the window. And these people have children. You know, the conservative Republicans, you know, they don't want, um, they don't want schools to talk about transgender and they don't want schools to talk about anything other than, well, religion. That's why most of them now are putting their kids in private faith-based schools. They're creating separation between people that believe in science and people that really don't. And that's a shame. And it seems like what I've learned the last couple of years is there's a lot more people out there that don't believe in science, that they believe God is in control of everything. There's a lot more people out there than I thought. My grandparents were very spiritual people. But they also trusted their doctor. 
And if their doctor told them, hey, you need to quit smoking and quit drinking so many Dr. Peppers, well, guess what? That's what they did. They didn't go to church that Sunday. They did go to church every Sunday, but they didn't go to church that Sunday to pray about it. They never asked God if they should stop smoking or, or stop drinking Dr. Peppers. They asked their doctor. You know why they asked their doctor? Because they knew their doctor had been trained and that their doctor was smarter than they were. That's why they trusted their doctor. If anyone from their church would have told them, hey, you know, you don't need to go to a doctor. You just need to pray more. I think they would have laughed at them. See, my, my grandparents were very spiritual, very religious people but they still carried their common sense with them everywhere they went. And thankfully that won out their common sense won out over their religious beliefs on most of the decisions that they made in their life. So they weren't really harmed by their religious beliefs. They were probably comforted by them. I think that's what they were looking for. They were looking for comfort. They were looking for calm and peace. So that's what they got. They took me to the doctor when I got sick. Um, when I had a cold, they gave me Dimatap or Benadryl or whatever the, the choice uh, medicine of the day was. And they did it without thinking about it. It was just, oh, okay, my grandson is sick. He needs to go to the doctor. He needs to get a prescription. That's what they did. It wasn't about... Um, it wasn't about conspiracy theories. It wasn't about uh, believing or not believing in Dr. Fauci. It wasn't about believing or not believing in Donald Trump. It was just my grandkid is sick and I want my grandkid to be better. But that way of thinking has gone away. Now, before people go to the doctor, they think about it. They think, well, I've seen a lot of stuff on YouTube. Maybe I shouldn't take my kid to the doctor. Yeah, that's a scary, scary situation to be in. So I can recommend to you without fear of, uh, well, without fear of being wrong. Um, if your kid gets sick and you go to the doctor that doctor is going to do what it takes to make your kid better. And they're not going to pray for you. So if prayer is the most important thing in your life and you're willing to let your children die over it, then by all means, go ahead. But not getting your child immunized puts all the other children around them in an increased danger. So again, Faith-based beliefs and religious beliefs are fucking selfish. You're creating an environment with your lack of healthcare beliefs and your lack of science beliefs. You're creating an environment where you're making your child a fucking hand grenade and you're sending them out in the world with the rest of the children that would like to be healthy and don't think that prayer is the best way to accomplish that. So what do we do now? I think what we should do now 
is all stand up for the rights that we have as humans to get the best medical care and best science-backed treatments that we can get. So if there's ever a dispute, if there's ever something that comes up for a vote, uh, make your voice heard. Talk to your politicians. Tell them to uh, give the lobbyists back their fucking money and vote for the right thing. I know. I know. I can hear it now. You're saying they're not going to give the fucking money back. Hell no, they're not going to do it. But, you know, a guy can dream, right? So anyway, um, thank you for listening. That was fun. I enjoyed this one. Um, You know, something that might make you actually feel better is uh, maybe going to my Etsy shop and checking out some cool atheist shit. Yeah, my my, uh, Etsy shop is called Atheist by Design. Please check it out. I'd love to hear some feedback from you. And this month, the month of April, the month of the zombie Jesus holiday, if you use the discount code Evil Empire 365, you'll even save some money. Evil Empire 365. Check it out. All right. Thank you for listening. I had fun. This is one I've been wanting to do for a while. I finally did it. So hope you got something out of it. Hope you enjoyed it. If this was your first time listening, thank you very much for checking it out. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you subscribe. I hope you share it with friends, family, enemies, loved ones, coworkers, whatever. Um, please leave a review. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe a rating wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, if you have listened before and you're coming back for more, thank you, thank you, thank you. I greatly appreciate it. It means a lot to me. And I'm getting a lot of good feedback. I sent out a cup to a listener. And I hope they enjoy it. Uh, it's kind of funny. The first person that sent me their name and address actually lives one county over from where I grew up in Georgia. It's pretty neat. Anyway, thank you for that. And I hope you enjoy your cup. I'd love some feedback on that. Um, thank you for listening again. If you would like to reach out to me, send me some uh, constructive criticism or just some hateful criticism. I'm cool with either one. If you'd like to send um, an idea, a thought, a subject matter that you would like to hear me discuss, please do. And as always, if anyone would like to reach out and be on an episode of the podcast, I would love to do it. Um, Thank you for listening. Please reach out. Uh, My email address is thebiblebeltatheistpodcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation, just thebiblebeltatheistpodcast at gmail.com. Now get out there and get to sinning, would you?